Hey, listeners, it's Corey and Sarah, and we're on a little hiatus, but we didn't want to leave you empty-handed. No, I didn't want your feed readers empty, didn't want you wondering, where are they? Are they okay? <laughs> we're fine. We're just on a little teeny break until December when we'll have a new episode for you. Yeah, so we've got a classic episode for you this week. Yeah, it's Dark Night of the Scarecrow. It is a little Halloween-y, but definitely fits fall vibes. Definitely. So uh, many pumpkins. A lot of pumpkins. Um, just a lot of farms. Yeah. It's harvest time. Mm-hmm. We're ready to go. Hay everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Corey? What do you think about this episode? It's a fun one. Um I remember that the dogs don't know they're in their movie. <laughs> yeah, dog actors. These were amateurs. <laughs> uh, gnomes. There were gnomes. gnomes. Mm-hmm. Not Christmas gnomes. Fall gnomes. Mm-hmm. Garden gnomes. Those are okay as long as they don't wear Santa hats. That's fine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I like this movie. It's pretty fun. It was hard to find when we recorded, but it is available to stream now. It's in a couple of places. I believe it's on Tubi. Everything weird is on Tubi. And it's in a couple other places, too. So if you couldn't watch it last time around, you can check it out now. Yeah. All right. Enjoy, and we'll see you soon. Away we go. Welcome to Gag Me with the Chainsaw, a horror podcast about 80 slashers. I'm Gory. And I'm Scara. And we love <laughs> scary movies. We especially love them in October. <laughs> Corey, are there any movies that you always watch in October? Oh, absolutely. What are they? So my number, 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 number one... You guys might think it's my favorite movie of all time, Halloween, but no. Oh, <laughs> twist. It is. Oh, like the movie we're going to cover today, a made-for-TV movie, oh. The Worst Witch. Oh. Starring Farusa Balk, Tim mm. Curry, uh, Diana Rigg, who's the lady from Charlotte. Um, yeah, The I, spider or the pig? No, the TV show about all the foster girls. Facts alive. Facts alive. The facts alive. Yeah. Are they foster girls? No. But you knew what I was talking about. <laughs> what are they? Is it I, a boarding, boarding house? School? Okay. I guess. Yeah. They wear those vests. What's her name? Charlotte. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no. Which one? Blair? No. The the mom figure. Oh. Uh, Char- Charlotte Ray? That sounds very accurate. She's great. Mm-hmm. She's great in The Worst Witch. I love it. It's all the Halloween vibes. I've been watching it since probably I was born. Every wow. Halloween. I have it on DVD. I'm waiting for the special edition Blu-ray. Um, someday we'll have to do a special episode on it, even though it's not even a horror movie. Is it streaming? Probably not, but you can borrow my DVD. <laughs> I don't know where my DVD player is. <laughs> well, you can come to my house and watch okay. it. Yeah. Jason says that he knows where it is. I think that's not true. So that one for sure. Mm-hmm. I do watch Halloween almost every year and I usually watch it like I'm going to pick a timeline like, okay, I'm going to watch 
Uh, my favorite would probably be one, two, H2O, Resurrection timeline. Mm-hmm. But the, I think last year, what did I do? Oh, last year I rewatched the zombie ones. Um, I know in the past, like, I've done, I like to do three and four together. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of five and six, but, you know, no. got to throw those throw those in sometimes. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. For posterity. <laughs> Yeah, Halloween 3, fun standalone. Yeah. What about you? I watch uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula at least twice a year, and one of the times is usually in October. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, sometimes I watch it in the summer. Sometimes I watch it around Valentine's Day. So, I mean, sometimes I watch it, like I said, more than twice, because mm-hmm. I just love it. Nice. Always watch that. Um, Halloween 1 and 3, Child's Play, I watch a lot. Um, I'm still working on my 100 horror movies by Halloween Mm -hmm. and I'm always like, oh, I don't get scared, but (gasps) okay. I didn't get scared, but like, you know, in the princess bride, when Red Savage is like, I think it's during the eels and he's like gripping his blanket and his grandpa's like, we can stop if you're scared. He goes, I'm not scared. I'm concerned. (laughs) Like, okay. I wasn't scared. But I was concerned yes. when I was watching Creep. I love that movie and I love the sequel. I had been putting it off because I don't like that guy. Mark oh, Duplass. I, think I that do he's like so him. He's so smug. We In used real to life? watch The League. No. Oh. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I just have never like been into his vibe. Oh. But I watched it and I was like... Oh, God. Like, I was concerned. I do love him, but I think it's because of that movie. I even bought, oh, I should add it to my spooky reads, even though it's probably not spooky, a book that him and his brother wrote mm-hmm. about making movies. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I did like both of them. And now I call Gomez Peach Fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie's good. Have you seen the sequel? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's pretty yeah, good, I too. I feel like it's yeah. almost equal. Yeah, yeah, I liked them. I did. They were good. Um, I watched The Orphanage, which I had not seen before mm-hmm. either, um, because for a minute I just wasn't watching movies with subtitles. I just yeah. didn't have the brain capacity for it. Really loved it. Everybody says it's so scary. I thought that it was not that scary, but I thought that it was so sad. Yeah. But it was good. And we watched The Host. So have you good. Seen that one? Oh my God. I love that movie. I was like, I want more movies like this. I just was like Googling, like, what are other movies like The Host? Like, <laughs> Stuff I'd seen, but oh my god, I loved it. So good. It was yeah. so funny. I got to see that one at uh, the Fox Theater, a local theater. Oh, that's cool. For like flicks. Yeah, it was great. I was like, that was so fun. I loved it. And I loved Parasite, and he made this movie too, I think in 2006. So good. Yeah. I like this one. I like Host even better than Parasite. Really? Yeah. I guess they're different. I just love, I love monster movies. Mm-hmm. Love them. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Love Godzilla. Love him. Loved it. Thought it was great. The host looked very different than what I thought it was going to look like. I thought it was going to be like a big octopus or a squid or something. <laughs> and it was like a big fish or some shit. But it was so good. <clears throat> I should rewatch that one. I've had some low points as well. Yes. Halloween 6. Blair Witch 2. <laughs> oh, we watched that one together. It was so bad. I feel like people hated that movie when it came out, and now people have come around to it being like, it wasn't that bad. But Blair Witch 2? It is. No, they were right <laughs> to begin with. No need to go back to that for nostalgia. Yeah. Sucks. And I also saw Candyman. Um, we went to go see Candyman at a drive-in, and it's the first time that I have been to a drive-in that I can remember. 
like the one that we used to have mm-hmm. supposedly we went when i was like a real little kid i don't remember it was so far away from where we lived that like we never went yeah so we went to go we drove a couple hours away to go see candy man drive in and it was so fun and now i'm like when are we going back yeah i loved it i've been wanting to go to the drive-in like ever since lockdown started but i wouldn't there was never like a movie i wanted to see mm-hmm. but i feel like now there's some coming out should make it happen yeah this one was a double feature of Candyman and old mm-hmm. but <laughs> <laughs> oh we should talk about old yeah i don't think we've mentioned it yet <laughs> i said i've seen old already we can go home unless you want to stay and he was like that's okay that movie works for me as a comedy that movie i would probably have thought it was scary if i was like 12 yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's entertaining though it was probably easier to see. Candyman was kind of difficult to see just because of the ambient lighting and so much of the movie was in the dark, like mm-hmm. and in shadows that like some of the detail was lost, which I'm looking forward to seeing like on TV when yeah. I can. So what did you think of Candyman? I liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that some of the critic or the critics and the critiques about it are right. Like it's kind of trying to say a lot without saying a lot, I guess. Yeah. But I thought it was, I thought it was decent. Yeah, I enjoyed it overall. I think I didn't talk about it too much last time because you hadn't seen it mm-hmm. yet, but the third act felt really rushed for me. I agree. I was um, just like, oh, we talked about this too. And yeah. we were like, oh, okay, now we're doing this and it's yeah. over. <laughs> but overall, excited to see more from the director. Yeah, yeah for mm-hmm. sure. So, yeah, that's what we've been up to with movies lately. Oh, I watched Firestarter. Um, oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I needed more Drew in my life. I had never seen it. Mm-hmm. And she's so good. Well, you're a member of the Drew crew. <laughs> I am. We know that from <laughs> Far From Home. And she, she's so good. Like, you know how I am about child actors. Yeah. They're not always great, but she really makes that movie. And I liked it. You hate children. I hate <laughs> old people. We only like people that are our exact age. <laughs> We got a 10-year window. That's it. (laughs) Okay, so last week we said if there are corrections that you have for us, we don't want to hear them. Yeah, we have another correction (laughs) from Hard Times Nick. He also has a correction. We were all over the place on that episode, I guess. Yeah, so he told us. Last episode. He told us the name of the author of the book about Charles Bronson, but it was incorrect. The correct author. Oh, I hope I don't get it wrong again. (laughs) I wrote down the wrong one. No, it's Paul Talbot. Okay. So everybody go out and get that book. Thank you, Hard Times Nick. <laughs> Thank you, Hard Times Nick. For the correction. I said, please issue the correction because I don't want to lie about books on my podcast. No. We would never do a thing like that. <laughs> I'm going to lie about a bunch of other stuff, though. But not that. See if you can spot the lie in this episode. <laughs> Two truths and a lie. <laughs> All right, let's get started. All right, today we're covering Dark Knight of the Scarecrow from 1981, our first TV movie, our first unrated movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it started out as a feature and ended up a TV movie with very little cuts, supposedly. Hmm. I guess I see it. And we picked this movie because it's got Halloween scene. It's Halloween times. Yes. Very fall, mm-hmm. fall aesthetic, hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> As we record, it's 108 outside. Yeah, we're fucking waiting for the fall weather. <laughs> we're imagining it, though. Not me. I'm in the pool. <laughs> Sarah loves the summer. I do. I hate it. Huh. You got to get in the pool with me. Because I don't now. have a pool. Yeah. <laughs> 
for two years i drove a ford ranger that had no air conditioning and vinyl seats so like i understand hating summer yeah everywhere i went i looked like a drowned rat okay so this movie was directed by frank de de felita he's a novelist and he directed one other movie starring sharon stone 10 years later but that's it uh we should read all of his books (laughs) (laughs) okay our next book club (laughs) and it stars charles durning as otis p hazelrig he's very familiar he has 216 credits starting in 1953 he was doc hopper in the muppet movie Mm. the governor in bessel whorehouse in texas and papio daniel in oh brother where art thou you can tell the movies that i like by what i pick out of their imdbs (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Claude Earl Jones as Philby. He was also in Bride of Reanimator. Uh, Lane Smith as Harless Hawker, a name that nobody has ever had in the history of the world. <laughs> he is also very recognizable. He was District Attorney Jim Trotter in My Cousin Vinny. Larry Drake as Bubba Ritter. He was in Dr. Giggles. And I think he was on a soap opera, too, for a long time. Oh, uh, L.A. Law. Hmm. And Jocelyn Brando as Bubba's mom, Mrs. Ritter. She's Marlon's older sister. Oh, mm-hmm. fun fact. She was also in Mommy Dearest. Okay. So not exactly a stacked cast, but definitely some faces that we know. I like Charles Durning. I love the Muppet movie. I love Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. And I love Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Okay. Yeah. So I'm into it. So... <clears throat> I have seen this movie before. We can't really remember if we watched it together. I think so. I feel like it was on uh, The Last Drive-In, mm-hmm. Joe Bob Briggs. But. We have a little quarantine movie club watch, watching movies on, on, on the internet together. Yeah. Texting mm-hmm. at the same time. So we may have watched this one. Um, it's interesting to me that this was a TV movie. It doesn't really feel like a TV movie. Um, it kind of does to me because I feel like it's very light on the gore. Totally. Um, I wouldn't say it has a family feel, but in a way. I guess. (laughs) I mean, there's like no families in this movie at all, basically. (laughs) Um, There's a mom and a son. Yeah. (laughs) I read an article uh, where the guy that wrote it said that the guy that directed it used a lot of angles and camera tricks that they use in the movies and that's why it looks more like a movie instead mm. of a tv movie and supposedly this is the first feature length horror movie to have a scarecrow as its centerpiece oh so yeah i can't think of many yeah but it's a thing right some rural horror mm-hmm. so let's get started all right so the title screen, I liked it. It looks good. It's a good one. Finally, we've had some duds. Yeah. <laughs> so we have like this bright true blue background, mm-hmm. these drippy white letters yeah. saying Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Total horror font. And then it has a wind pump, um, which I looked this up. I was like, what are those? And it's for pumping water. Oh, I just thought it was a windmill. Yeah. I was like, I guess I never knew what windmills were for. <laughs> for pumping water yeah but it's (laughs) (laughs) i never never occurred 
part to me that windmills actually had a use before they were like for power. I guess I just thought it was to be like, oh, wind's blowing. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so fucking dumb. How do I live in a rural area for my entire life and not know? But this is like a specific windmill, right? Like a farm, like a very rinky dink farmhouse windmill. As opposed to <laughs> like a. Like from Holland? Yes. <laughs> Surrounded by tulips. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you windmills? different than (laughs) these okay so it has this wind pump and i thought it looked like a like a vintage children's book little Mm -hmm. painting i liked it a lot all right so in a small town in the deep south charles elliott bubba ritter is a tall but gentle mentally challenged man and he's playing with a little girl marley williams this opening scene this Frankenstein, right? Very, very, very much. Yeah, they're picking flowers. They're singing songs. Mm-hmm. Um, she makes little flower lay. Well, they're lays because she says, um, like, it's the Hawaiian tradition. I got to mm-hmm. put the lay on you and give you a kiss on the cheek. Freaking Mary Lee. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't want to at first. He's, like, very innocent. But she's like, it's the tradition. Well, he's like... Honestly, we should probably not even be hanging out. <laughs> nobody likes yeah. anything I do. He's always worried. This poor guy. I know. He's yeah. dressed like Chucky. A little bit. He's like yeah. primary colors and overalls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so some of the townspeople are upset by this closeness between Mary Lee and Bubba. And especially the mean-spirited postman, Otis Hazelrig. Yes. He's the worst. Charles Durning, we see a view of uh, Bubba and Mary Lee through binoculars. And it's this man who is doing everything but delivering the fucking mail. Okay, so that's Charles Durning. Mm-hmm. That's who you're talking about. He isn't he also in Dog Day Afternoon? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love him. Yeah, <laughs> he's great in this. He's horrible. That's why he's great. Yeah. Okay, Harless Hawker, who's a farmer, he mm-hmm. wants to rough Bubba up. He's like down for it, but then Otis like that's pointless. It's not yeah. going to change anything. He wants to fix the problem permanently. Yeah. He goes to see Harless, and Harless is running Chekhov's wood chipper. <laughs> So, meanwhile, Marley and Otis peek through a fence at a yard full of gnomes. <laughs> this was a funny, this was random a, thing. It was. <laughs> so, uh, she wants to go in, right? She's, she's like, this is the most awesome yard in town. We have nothing else. Bubba won't go into it because he's afraid of getting in trouble. But Mar- She is a bad friend. Yeah. Mary Lee is like, well, I'm going to go. She squeezes through a loose board mm-hmm. and she's attacked by this vicious dog. Um, as she lies unconscious in the doctor's office, Harless and Otis assume that Bubba has murdered her. Wait, when the dog attacks her, okay, and Bubba has to like rush in to save her. Uh-huh. There's like barking and snapping and screaming, and then it cuts instantly to a reaction shot from a gnome. <laughs> yeah, and then another gnome, <laughs> and then another gnome. And it's funny because when she goes in there, she's like making fun of the gnomes. She's like pretending that she's smoking a pipe. Oh, yeah. Like, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. She does. She like mimes smoking a pipe. dog fucks her up. And yeah. all the gnomes have different faces. One's like, oh. <laughs> One's like, hey. It's so funny. <laughs> Reaction shots from inanimate objects. So they think he's murdered her, even though he saved her life. Um, mm-hmm. So Otis... Harless and two other townsfolk who is who are gas station attendant Skeeter Norris and Harless's cousin Philby. Mm-hmm. These names. Yeah. They form a lynch mob. Yeah. Uh Otis hears about this and says, This sounds like a job for USPS. 
Yeah. And closes the post office. Like, That's, what you, gives him you, the authority? You can do, to do that in a that? small town. This is a federal office. <laughs> he has gone rogue. He's not reporting to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so Bubba runs from the men who chase him with dogs and guns. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bubba goes to his elderly mother um, for help, and she tells him that they're going to play the hiding game. So apparently they've done this before, and yeah, he, he knows this game. So she disguises him as a scarecrow and posts him in a nearby field to wait for the drama to cease. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Ritter is confronted by the men and tells them to get off her property. She explains that Bubba loves children and would never hurt them. She says he plays with them because he's no older than them mentally. But Otis maintains he's 36 and physically mature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The two argue back and forth until Miss Ritter slams the door on them. Otis says, this is official. <laughs> and she says, the only official thing you've done is lick stamps. Got him. They're all on her front porch drinking and strapped. Yeah. Like, threatening her it's son. Horrible. I feel like she's got way more legal ground to start blasting than they do. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I think so. So the bloodhounds sniff Bubba out. Uh, mailmen and dogs working together for a change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the men, they're originally fooled by this, um, but then Otis notices Bubba's eyes peeking out from the burlap sack, um, and he's trembling. I love this shot. It looks yeah, so good. It does look good. I feel so bad for him. I know. It's a sad movie. I was saying that I had a hard time, like, making funny little comments about it because I was just, like, upset. Yeah. It's upsetting. So then all four of the men empty multiple rounds from their guns, Mm -hmm. killing him. Otis uses his USPS standard issue pistol. (laughs) (laughs) Afterwards, they discover that Mary Lee is in fact alive, thanks to Bubba, whom they just murdered. So uh, Otis acts fast, and he has this great plan. I'll just put a pitchfork in Mm -hmm. his hand, in his lifeless hands, to make it look like he was attacking us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And after they do this, an eerie wind suddenly blows across the field. Another cool shot, I thought. Yeah. And I also think it's funny because there were the dogs are still in this scene. And it always makes me laugh when animals are in movies because they don't know they're in a fucking yeah. movie. So, like, the dogs are playing and yeah, shit. And I like, noticed that, too. <laughs> it's, like, creepy Everybody's with the hay scared. flying. Yeah, but, but then the, the dogs are frolicking <laughs> in the back. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know they're in a movie. <laughs> so, suddenly, we're in court. And it's chaos. Like... Mm-hmm everybody's screaming everybody's objecting and <laughs> otis is sitting on the stand making little orphan annie eyes i guess mm-hmm. none of it makes any sense the judge isn't wearing a robe otis is wearing his letter carrier uniform <laughs> like it's the yeah. only thing he wears the whole time <laughs> he, he lies he yeah he says they have to they had to defend themselves and does not make any sense the prosecutor says defend yourselves Bubba had 21 bullets in him. Yeah. And the judge is like, I see no evidence. I see no evidence that they did anything other than what they said. How, how, even if he had a pitchfork, he was tied to a pole. Yes. (laughs) It makes no sense. He says, these men are members of the community, not criminals. And like, sir, Mm -mm. criminals are members of the community as well. That's true. This scene aggravated me. So he's like, let him go. They did nothing wrong. And Bubba's mom breaks down in the courtroom. They, she, they, she gets dragged out. Mm-hmm. She says there's justice other than the law that's coming for them. And uh, Otis and his posse are like, whatever. They don't care. 
They come out of the courtroom to great applause from all the other peckerwoods in their town. Yep. They love a miscarriage of justice. <laughs> I fucking hate these people so much. Yeah. Only the DA is like, I'm yeah. going to find some evidence on you. Everybody else is like, yeah, you did murder. We love it. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, the DA is like, there's evidence. I know you did this. I'm going to find it. And he's like, oh, like looking at his watch or some shit. I was going to say he's looking at his phone, but like that's his vibes, like not not <laughs> yeah. paying attention. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you have some place to be? And he's like, oh, I was just thinking about the fried chicken that this lady is making right now. Should be about time for me to go eat some of that. And everybody's like, ha, 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 yeah. And so him and his friends leave to go do shit kicker stuff and mm-hmm. celebrate. And the eerie wind is back and blowing. So Mary Lee, who has recovered from the attack, uh, sneaks out of her room at night and goes over to the Ritter house looking for Bubba. So Mary Lee has a history of breaking and entering, mm. right? Seems like it. She didn't learn her lesson when she got Bubba killed because of her nosiness. Mm-mm. Like this is all her fault. If she had listened to Bubba, they could have just walked their little asses home and none of this would be happening. Yeah. But now she's over inside somebody else's house. So she runs into Mrs. Ritter. Mrs. Ritter cannot bring herself to tell Mary Lee the truth and instead tells her that Bubba has gone away where no one can hurt him. Mary Lee runs out of the house to look for Bubba. Mrs. Ritter goes after her. She finds Mary Lee sitting under the stake where Bubba had been killed, singing a favorite song of hers and Bubba's. And yeah, that, fl- that special flower song. Yeah, that <laughs> is totally made up. Uh, sounds to me like she's winging it as she goes. <laughs> it is not near as good. As the snake and the scorpion. (laughs) Is anything? No, I haven't stopped singing it still. And then she calmly tells Mrs. Ritter that Bubba is not gone, only hiding. She says he's playing the hiding game. Yeah, she said he's being silly. She sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Harsh. Well. True. uh, (laughs) Yes. Moved by the little girl's words, Mrs. Ritter seems to regain some peace. Slightly. I guess so. Yeah. So a day later, Harless is working on some machinery when his wife comes outside to get the mail. Oh, and she tells him, like, oh, hey, we got this invite to the church carnival. Halloween carnival. To the harvest festival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Harless, she's like, should we go? I got to let him know. He's like, oh, I don't care. I thought that was felt very real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the husband, he's like, I guess just to make... It's My like house. on Father's Day at church, uh-huh. the, there's nobody there. Because when you let the dads pick, they did, they pick to not go to church. <laughs> yeah, but she was pumped to go. It was like, what else is happening in this town? <laughs> so she asked him if he started planting. And he asked her why she would ask such a lame brain thing like that. Oh, yeah. He's verbally abusive. <laughs> Very rude. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she thinks it's just weird that he would put the scarecrow up if he's not planting yet. <gasps> Da-da-da. So scary. <laughs> So Harless looks up. He sees the scarecrow in his field, just like the one Bubba was hiding in. Um, Has no idea who put it there. So then Harless goes and finds Skeeter and Philby, and he thinks they're playing a joke on him. Mm -hmm. But they swear it was not their doing. He tells them, don't act dumb. And like, (laughs) that ain't an act, mister. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, those two are like the dumbest of the bunch. Did you see that we finally see Otis delivering some mail? And, like, you just know nice. that everybody has, like, open mail. And he, like, yes. looks at the, like, porno magazine first. Like, he opens and looks at the centerfold. Like, I don't want to use centerfold. <laughs> you can tell when somebody else's eyes have been on it. Yes. 
the the men they go to the boarding house where Otis lives and tell him about the scarecrow. Um, he's like, "You idiots! Like, don't come here. You make oh, it yeah. look guilty, which is true." If he was De Niro in Goodfellas, <laughs> yeah, all of them would be dead already. Yeah. All of them are pink Cadillacs. <laughs> so he suspects the DA of putting it there to rattle him. And he tells them, like, keep calm. Don't do anything. In the evening, the figure disappears. And Harless hears activity in his barn. There was just an empty cross. (laughs) I said, he's risen. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, He is investigating up in the loft when a wood chipper below starts on in its own accord. Startles. He, like, he grabs onto a lamp and is, like, mm-hmm. swinging a little bit. But then he topples over into the machine and is killed. We don't even get, like, the blood spray. No, we don't. We do see he's holding it like a scythe. And we do see, like, that go in first. And you're like, ooh, I don't <laughs> want that to happen to me. No. So then the next day, back at the boarding house, Otis is scarfing down a breakfast that would ruin me for the next two days. <laughs> it's like eggs and bacon and pancakes and biscuits oh we don't see the blood spatter but we cut directly into a next scene oh, where yeah, yeah. it's miss bunch jam. the boarding house lady yeah like globbing red jam onto otis's plate uh miss bunch the boarding house lady is a horror icon alice nunn aka large fucking marge oh wow i did not notice uh-huh. <laughs> yep nice. So scary. (laughs) I would be so scared if Large Marge was my landlady. So um, these other dudes at the boarding house are like these other old guys like talking about what happened. And this one guy's like, oh, I was up at five in the morning and I saw the. I love that. (laughs) He was like, I know what time it is because I go jogging at 532. (laughs) And I saw the sheriff. Saw the ambulance at 609. (laughs) So he finds out about Harless. And. uh this Otis has to have a meeting with the rest of his brain trust <laughs> at their personal clubhouse, the post office. Yeah. And uh, they decide to do some investigating. So since the wood chipper had not run out of gasoline after Harless had been killed, but had been switched off, Otis, Philby, and Skeeter suspect that Harless's death was not accidental. Mm-hmm. Bunch of Sherlock fucking Holmeses, <laughs> these guys. Otis goes to Mrs. Ritter's. This guy has some fucking nerve. And obliquely accuses her of having engineered the supposed accident. Mm-hmm. She denies involvement, but says that other agencies will punish her son's murderers. He tells her it's even now. Yeah. She's like, or he says, yeah, we're, we're even now. We can stop. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not how. <laughs> and she's like, we're not even until you're dead. <laughs> so she also implies that Otis is a pedophile because of his intense interest in Mary Lee. This causes him to run away. Yeah, she says, I've seen you the way you look at that girl. You may have the rest of them fooled, but I know exactly what you are. Stay away from her. And then she's yelling at something that I could not make out. I thought she was saying Hazel Red. Hazel Rig, his last name. Oh. (laughs) I was like, what does it mean? (laughs) Is it a clue? (laughs) It's a clue. No, it's his last name. He took the fuck (laughs) off, man. I said, a hit dog will holler. I did not remember that part. And I've seen this movie multiple times. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah. I just thought he was an asshole. But yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if she's just like turning it back around on him. But 
It seems true. I agree. Yeah. I would believe any bad thing about this man. <laughs> so back at Philby's house, now he sees the scarecrow of death in his field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we go to the church's Halloween party, which honestly looks pretty fun to me. It's not. <laughs> it's a Halloween party. Okay. First of all, it's a harvest festival. Okay. Okay. But... I know a lot of churches, they do like an alternative carnival because they don't celebrate Halloween. They were actually celebrating Halloween. They had a witch serving punch. They did have a witch They had punch. orange crepe paper streamers. Mm-hmm. The kids were bobbing for apples, which Sick. I've still never done. Sick. But I'm down. What? <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. So the, the witch is serving plain and fixed punch. Okay. This made me really laugh, though, because before, like, as we're seeing all the party, the the camera pans over the decoration, mm-hmm. the decorations. And it like pans across a window where there's like a paper skull taped up. And yeah. there's, it's Otis outside and he's looking through the yeah. eye holes of the skull. <laughs> that was good. And also the witch's hat was so tall. Like it, it was, was. going to hit the ceiling. <laughs> she came to be seen. And then Mary Lee is dressed up like who knows a fancy lady, an old person, <laughs> Auntie Mame. I don't know. <laughs> Auntie Mame. <laughs> so she's playing hide and seek with other kids. Her idea. Uh, yeah. She's confronted with Otis, who tries to get her to tell him that Mrs. Redder is behind the recent events. He really holds up this game of hide and seek. Yeah. He's claiming that his that she's his friend, and she's playing a joke on him, but you could tell me. So instead, she tells him that she knows what he and his friends did to Bubba. She goes right up to his ears and yeah. like whispers it at him. Yeah, she's like, he told me. He told me everything and runs from him. Otis chases after her. And in this scene, he's acting pretty creepy. That's why I'm like, oh, maybe. Uh, Otis, he chases after her, but he sto- he's stopped by a security guard who gives him a weird look and is like, uh, the party's up front. I thought this was finally one of the so-called sheriffs that supposedly exist in this town, <laughs> but I guess not. Uh, who knows? I mean, maybe that's as much as they got. They have one security guard and for the whole a town. Postman. <laughs> that's all you need. And a judge that doesn't oh. wear robes. Uh, okay, so then we have a classic dancing at a Halloween party scene. They're listening to like hillbilly country music, <laughs> which it so it had its own of feeling. The costumes are like how Halloween costumes in the movies look like, where it's like, what are you? I'm a person that just went to Hawaii. Yeah. Like, I, you know? I liked the costumes because I felt like it was realistic. Like some people had a costume. Some people just like f- obviously some found on. some random shit in <laughs> yeah. their house. And we're like, this works. Yep. Yeah. So Philby shows up. He tells Otis what he's seen. They go to his field, but the scarecrow is gone. Nothing there. Not even the little wooden cross. <laughs> Otis is worried about seeing being seen together again. But the other men, they're, they're terrified. And they also seem a little bit sorry but more terrified (laughs) yeah yeah philby's getting froggy and philby's like i'm we should just turn ourselves in yeah he said he's gonna turn them all in Mm -hmm. so that night otis breaks into mrs ritter's house this poor woman people entering her house all the time yeah she's minding her own business wrapping yarn sitting in front of the fire grieving her dead son yes putting on the tea she comes to sit back down in her rocking chair by the fire and Otis grabs her from behind and covers her mouth and tells her again that they're even. Like, he's telling her not to scream and, like, just stop and we can move on or whatever. So he's trying to stop what he sees as the next stage of her plot. But he shocks her so badly with his sudden appearance in her home that she suffers a fatal heart attack. To cover his tracks, 
Otis starts a gas leak, which results in an explosion that destroys the house. Um, this explosion looked like it should have destroyed everything within an eight mile radius. It was huge. <laughs> it was a mushroom cloud. It was. <laughs> Um, the more time that we spend with Otis, the easier it is to see why he lives by himself in one room in a boarding house. Mm-hmm. Because this guy has no interest outside of wearing his mailman uniform and doing cover-ups. That's all he does. Mm-hmm. There was the scene earlier where the guys come to talk to him and mm-hmm. the, the boarding house lady tells him, like, you have visitors. Mm-hmm. He fucking, like, thinks it's a lady coming to see him, right? Like, he was, like, primping or, like, puts, <sighs> I don't know, not don't chewing know. gum, but something like that. And I was like, sir... Yeah, who was he expecting? (laughs) I don't know. He sucks. There's all this, like, um, bullets and, like, war memorabilia in his boardroom. Makes sense. Boardroom in his boarding room. And I'm like, stolen valor. (laughs) I don't believe that he earned any of that. (laughs) I think that he just buys it all. So everyone else believes the explosion was an accident, but the district attorney is suspicious. He says he needs just a shred of evidence. Just a shred. The next night, Philby is disturbed by a commotion in his hog pen. This is the second time that we've really seen the hog pen, and I got excited because I thought the hogs were going to eat him. <laughs> yeah, you would think. Yeah, the second time they, the first time they showed it, I was like, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Second time, I was like, I can't wait till he falls in. <laughs> I think that that is a particularly nasty way to die in a movie. But no, while checking it out. He kind of sees some creepy stuff. He sees someone go into his office and switch off the light. So he panics and he tries to flee in his car, which refuses to start, of course. Mm -hmm. He is pursued across his property by an unseen assailant and takes refuge in a grain silo, shutting the door behind him. A conveyor belt feeding into the building is switched on. Philby, unable to open the now locked door of the silo, is buried in the resulting avalanche of grain and suffocates. A keto nightmare. (laughs) Okay. I think it would be easy to not die this way. Do you? I would simply walk on the corns. If it got higher. You'd have to really move quick. I I feel like it would be like quicksand. You you know, you're supposed to just go flat in quicksand. That's the other thing that you can do. You didn't know and I don't know. That's what I would do. That's what I wrote down. I said (laughs) I would simply walk on the corns as it got higher or go flat and try to float like it's quicksand. But what about when it goes like really high? Is going to go all the way to the top? It doesn't go all the way to the top. We see his arm sticking out. True. Like, sir, just reach your elbow and dig yourself a little mouth hole. But he doesn't. He stands right underneath it, pouring out with his mouth open, swallows up all this oatmeal or whatever. I do enjoy them dying by the different farm Yeah, it's tools. all machinery. Yeah. And it, to me, it's like, oh, very final destination. Totally. <laughs> totally. I don't know. I mean, I know that like silos are dangerous, and but I do think that I could avoid it. But I also think I could swim out of a riptide. So <laughs> let's try it. Okay, <laughs> I think I could do it. We'll do uh, bobbing for apples mm-hmm. and then riptides. No grain silo <laughs> oh. challenge. <laughs> riptides can be in the summer. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, will we still bob for apples in the I, summer? No, you no. bob for corn. Yeah. Corn the cob. <laughs> Just throw their grain in there. <laughs> All right. So the next day, upon learning from Otis of Philby's death, Skeeter is ready to turn himself in. Uh, he does not want to face Bubba's wrath. He is heartbroken about Philby. Yeah. Otis w- has to slap him. That was his best bud, for sure. 
Otis remains convinced that recent occurrences are a hoax arranged to avenge Bubba's murder and that Bubba himself is still alive. This man is reaching for everything except for what is right in front of him. Yeah. That night, he and Skeeter dig up Bubba's grave um, to prove that the corpse is not there. Horrible. Leave Bubba alone. Yeah, this poor guy. Skeeter opens the coffin to reveal that the corpse is, in fact, still there and in a panic tries to flee. Then they have this whole little fight in the graveyard, which is spooky. So (laughs) this man dug up a grave, found what he was looking for, and got surprised. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, he was hoping he wasn't there. Wouldn't you also scream and run away about that, though? Yeah, well, I'm not on his, I'm not on Otis's side. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know why he was so surprised that there was a dead body in there. So Otis chases, chases after him, and he's like, finally, he says, I'll go along with whatever you want to do. We can turn ourselves in. So they return to the grade to refill it, but while he's closing the lid, of course, Otis decides just to protect himself. He kills Skeeter by smashing his skull with the shovel and fills the grave with Skeeter Why it. do they do what Otis tells them to do? <laughs> They're not Because he's smart. the smart one. Yeah, he's the smart one. When he hits Skeeter... Okay, all of them wear a different fun hat. Yeah. Like, Otis wears his postman's hat, mm-hmm. his little plastic safari hat. Um, Philby is wearing, like, a little kind of too small fedora or whatever. Mm-hmm. The other guy was wearing um, the guy that died first in Harless. the chipper. Uh-huh. Harless. Harless Hawker <laughs> was wearing um, some kind of, like, cloth baseball cap. And then... This guy, Skeeter, is wearing the most eye-catching hat yes, of all. Yes, best hat of the movie. It's Except for the tall witch hat. <laughs> Second best hat of the movie. <laughs> it is Minnie Mouse red with white polka dots, like a little mechanics cap, uh-huh. which for me are a very nostalgic thing because um, growing up with my dad's construction company and his dad's construction company, there was a lot of dudes around that wore these little mechanics caps. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you don't see people wearing them anymore. But Mm-mm. it was like definitely a thing that these dudes were wearing in the early 80s. Like he, these guys down the street yeah. wore them. Like, yeah. So he smashes when Oda smashes Skeeter with the shovel. He brings the shovel back and the little signature hat is like stuck to the back of the shovel. <laughs> That hat was so dirty. Well, he himself was just constant. I know he was a mechanic yeah. or a gas station attendant. He was whatever a grease he monkey. Was. But God, was he filthy. Even at the Halloween party. He take, was. Take a shower. I even noticed how dirty he was in court. I was like, <laughs> did they these men go directly to court? Because that's what it looks like. Yeah. So yeah, he was like, ooh. And he pulls uh, Skeeter's little Minnie Mouse cap off the back of the shovel and throws it into the grave. He's also drinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So driving home in an intoxicated state in a federal mail truck, (laughs) this is not his personal vehicle, Otis sees Mary Lee alone in the middle of the road. In her pink nightgown Mm -hmm. again. This nightgown and robe combo just sent me because remember (laughs) back when all of our clothes were flammable? (laughs) Like remember when you were a kid, how many unnatural fibers you wore? Like, yeah. when she was putting it all on, I was like, I know that shit is scratchy as hell. <laughs> and it doesn't breathe. No. Uh, so, yeah, she's out in her pajamas. He sees Mary Lee in, in the middle of the road pursuing her. He crashes his postal van. These your tax dollars at work. <laughs> and chases her on foot into a pumpkin patch. So this is like a real fun Halloween-y scene. Yes, I love it. 
Um, catching up with her, he accuses her of masterminding the Scarecrow murders. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. You know, <laughs> after a certain little while, I was like, maybe it is her. Maybe she's the smartest one in this yeah. town. Yeah, because she's a creep. Yeah. What? If, where were her parents? Like, she almost died, and she still does whatever she I wants. Know. Well, her parents were like, she's asleep. Let's leave her alone. Yeah. So once they put her to bed at night, she is out of sight, out of mind. Um... So, yeah, they are in this pumpkin patch. He says that she is a criminal mastermind. Uh, and when a plowing machine nearby starts up of its own accord, uh, Otis still thinks the district attorney is behind this. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a really cool shot of the plow crushing the pumpkins. Yeah. yeah. It's chasing him. Otis is terrified and he flees. The m- machine pursues him. And we see it a few times, like the little back... Uh, like blades are mashing up pumpkins Mm -hmm. and he just runs in a straight line. Like (laughs) it's like, um, that steamroller scene in Austin powers where it takes a thousand years for them to run over the guy. He'd like do some zigzagging or something. So, um, running through the field, Otis runs into the scarecrow. Like he sees a scarecrow up ahead. He runs into it. It's holding a pitchfork that was planted on Bubba's corpse. And he is impaled on the tines. Mm hmm. Mortally wounded and with his only shirt ruined, (laughs) Otis collapses and dies. Mary Lee, who has been hiding in the pumpkin patch, hears footsteps approaching. She looks up to see the scarecrow looking down at her and smile. Uh, It bends down, presenting her with a flower, and she says, thank you, Baba. Mary Lee then innocently tells him that she has a new game to teach him called the chasing game. Mm-hmm. And that's the end. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, was she behind it? I don't think so. Was she like directing Ghost Bubba to do these murders? Because like we never see him do anything until that last part. And then even then he doesn't do anything. He's just standing there. And Otis runs into the pitchfork. So... You think she's the mastermind. <laughs> I think Otis was right. <laughs> she's clearly... Okay, look. Let's examine the evidence. She's clearly very sneaky. She is. Okay. She can fit into small places and get away from places undetected. Do you think she was moving the scarecrow or do you think that it was a ghost? Okay, I think that's the ghost. This theory just dissolved. <laughs> <laughs> but we never see, like, when there's the wood chipper. Like, we don't see... Like, we were expecting, when I watched this with mm-hmm. a friend of mine earlier, we were expecting that, like, well, he was expecting that uh, Harless would turn around and, like, see the scarecrow, and, like, that's what would make him fall into the to the wood chipper or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, nothing like that ever happens. No. The, the We never see, like, a scarecrow driving the, like, uh No, that, that or, is interesting, yeah. They, they don't show yeah. the scarecrow like committing the murders, no. which would make make it more of a slasher. I yeah. feel like, but I kind of like it. It's I feel like it's well, it kind of like goes with that Bubba is an innocent. Yes. So, you know, is it Bubba that's actually doing it? I think it that it I'm going back to Mary Lee. <laughs> We're talking ourselves around. Well, I think that her saying that she's going to teach him the chasing game Mm -hmm. is a pretty big clue. Huge if true. (laughs) 
I think she knows he's a ghost. She's been talking to him. And mm-hmm. now there's some more people in the town she doesn't like. So that's <laughs> Bubba is her kill bot now. <laughs> Possibly. I think that that's what we're seeing. I think it was just meant to be a creepy line. She's the, the slasher. <laughs> I want part two. Yeah. Mary Lee. There was like a, a part two that they were like talking about doing. I don't oh, really? know what the plot was, but let's say <laughs> that it was Mary Lee. Yeah. Uh, Dark Knight of the Scarecrow 2, Hello, Mary Lee. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> All right. So where do we land on this one? For me, it's I, it's okay. okay. I don't mind watching it. Um, like I said, I did have a hard time making jokes about it. The abuses against Bubba were so nasty. And I just really do hate the good old boy backslapping bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, that just really... I understand my that. cheese. But I feel like you're supposed to. Yeah, you're supposed to. Um, hate them because they're horrible. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you want to rate it first? Uh, <laughs> I mean, well, how do you feel? I I really like this movie. Um, I watched it maybe five or six years ago for the first time. And mm-hmm. I, I think this is my fourth time watching it mm-hmm. for the show. And it's one... You asked me about movies I like to watch in October. It yeah. is one I definitely do. And especially recently, it gives me all the fall feels. Yeah. It has those really cool scenes like at uh, the beginning when they first kill Bubba. You see him in the scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Like that shot, those shots. The Halloween party's fun. The mm-hmm. pumpkin patch. Even mm-hmm. the graveyard. So that's why I'm yeah. into it. Like if it comes up again next year, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'll watch it. I'm not going to be like, no, I don't like this movie. It sucks. I, we usually watch the movies two times and I was like fine to watch it a second time. This time I only watched it one time because I had already seen it three yeah. times. So I was I like, I know my initial. It, but I was like, I need to still watch it again. Yeah. Um, so we usually do the Malton movie guide here and this was a TV movie. So there is not one. Um, it was not super easy to find original reviews from when it came out, but in an interview for terrordaves.com, who I cannot vouch for, <laughs> they are a weirdo. I'm sorry if they're great. That was my find. If they're great, you can come on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, the writer of the movie said it in an interview with them um, that the movie was regarded as just another piece of TV fluff when it came out that the reviews were passive. Judith Christ ended her short review with who's doing the killing, who cares? And that was it. Until the mid-90s when a friend showed him in an interview with Vincent Price where he gushed about the movie. Aw, I love that. Like, wow. Malton who? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, Vincent Price? Oof. This movie has gained a cult following over the last 40 years. Yeah, I I'd watching it. I think it was really hard to get a hold of for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really thought I had the Blu-ray and I was like, oh, cool. I'll watch the special features. But apparently I do not. Yeah. yeah. Is there a Blu-ray of it? Yes. Huh. Or there's at least a DVD, but I think there's a Blu-ray. I gave it a six out of ten. Oh, I thought you were going to go lower. So that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a 7.5 right. out of ten. I never think to do points. Like 0.5? Yeah. I think I've only done it twice, but I, I had, remember that that's I on the to. table. I almost gave it an eight, but I know it's not really an eight. It's, it's just not. more like I like it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right. What do we have coming up next? <gasps> we have so much going on for you this month. We're very excited. We're going to do some mini episodes. Yes. We are doing one that covers the Scream franchise. We're going to go outside of the 80s. Yes. Venture into the 90s and the early 2000s. We'll cover all four movies. Mm-hmm. So watch them. Watch them if you got them because there we, will be some spoilers. Yeah. In that. We're yeah. going to talk about them. Um, and if you haven't seen them yet, I don't know what to tell you. It's been a really long time. Get it together. If you haven't seen Scream lately, might I suggest that you watch it. Yeah. It's good as hell. And then we're going to have our Halloween watch along and we're going to watch the original Halloween. My favorite movie. Yep. And we're going to talk over it. And then if you guys want, you can sync it up and we'll talk over it at your house. Yeah. It's going to be fun. We're really excited. So get ready for that. You got anything else, Corey? No. (laughs) Did you learn a lesson from this movie? Let's see. Um, I learned what windmills are for. I did learn wind pump. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to confirm some fart. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say some farming. <laughs> Cut. Did you just say fart? <laughs> I was trying to say farming tools. Farting tools. <laughs> I don't even know how to end this one. I don't let's, understand. Let's be in the Halloween spirit. It's not like I don't like this movie. <laughs> it's fine. You gave it a six, right? I gave it a six. Okay, Halloween spirit. Let's think. Halloween things. Little candy bars. Um, bats. I'm be like, so that was Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Yeah. Not bad for a TV movie. It really put me in the Halloween spirit. Yeah. And Pumpkins, I- pointy witch hats. <laughs> Fixed punch. Fixed punch. Um, I'm going to be a postman for Halloween this year. I'm going to be a fancy lady. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll see you on the streets, my friend. I'll see you on the streets, and I'll see you next week when we do our special Halloween episodes. Yay! Okay, get ready for Scream. What's your favorite scary movie? What's your favorite scary movie? Okay, bye-bye. Bye! Thanks for joining us on Gag Me With A Chainsaw with your hosts, Corey and Sarah. Music by White Bat Audio. Find us on Twitter at Chainsaw Podcast and on Instagram at Gag Me With A Chainsaw. Until next time, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>